Okay, good morning. So, in our continuing Hemshech, we're up to now, I covered Kesed and Chochmah last week, and uh, the different aspects of Chochmah. So I think pretty much ready to go from that to Chochmah and Bina. And being also that um, yeah, coming up Yud Aleph in 120 years, this coming um, is it Tuesday? Tuesday. So I'll also uh, maybe address that a bit as well. Maybe connect it all. At the end of the day, the best way, the greatest tribute to the Rebbe is to learn Chassidus and to learn the Teda, which the Rebbe and all the Rabbeim immerse their lives in. As I've said a number of times, they spent more time writing and saying and delivering Chassidus than anything else that they did. So that immediately tells you they saw that as the best contribution they could make. And as the Rebbe says it very clearly, Anon Nafshik Sovis Yehovis, just like the Abish to infuse themselves in the Teira, Anoichi Rasha Tevis, Anon Nafshik Sovis Yehovis, so too the Nefesh itself of the Abish to say to Tzadikim Deim Lebedom, that the Tzadikim and the Rabbeim also in, infused their, their very Nefesh, their soul, into the Teira that they said and that they wrote. The Rebbe says it in the Sikha that's going around now, Chav Cheshvin Tov where he talks about 120 years of the Rebbe Rashab. And Mamish says those words about how to connect, even though it was 120 years later, and the Rebbe was in a different city and in a different part of the world and in a small town. And yet every Chassid has the power to lift himself up higher than time and space and close his eyes and connect to the Rebbe. And the best way is through the Teir itself of the Rebbe. Like the Rebbe said there, even if you never saw the Rebbe, but you see his Teir. And in his Teir you have him. So this is the best way, the best tribute of all, is the actual connecting through the Teir of the Rebbe. Even though we are learning now that B'chal Chassidus, but we all the Rebbe are all one Hemshech. So when you honor the Rebbe's 120th birthday, you're really honoring as the Rebbe himself said, you're Alf Nisan Tov Shemem Hey, you're not honoring an individual, we're honoring the Tenua, the movement. You probably know the Sikha where the Rebbe said then, the beginning of the Fabrengen, it was a big Fabrengen Tov Shemem Hey, and the Rebbe was a televised Fabrengen as well. And the Rebbe began by asking a question that Lacheda in Chsidis, one of the worst possible reprehensible Midas is, uh, is Midas HaGaiva, Amolek. So why is it possible that people are coming, thousands of people, just to honor one individual's birthday? It seems hepech, everything that Chassidus represents. This is the Rebbe asked in public, in a fabrengen, and, and let alone a, a televised fabrengen. And the Rebbe gave the answer, Bikitzer, with a story about the Rav, who was appointed in a city. It was a very hush of a city. And they chose a new Rav, but the Rav was, had all the milers. He was a Tamachachim, all the milers, but he happened to be physically... Short, he was short. He was short in stature, and uh, some of the people in the town like couldn't stand that. They found that to be a problem because you, you want to have a shichme milah gavaya mekolam, someone that stands up from the elam. 
The Rebbe didn't say this, but you want to be able to see him over the bimah, and you shouldn't be too short. So they asked him, someone asked him, so he answered, Skenzayin dimensions claim of the bankel is grace. It's possible the person is small, but the seat he fills is big. And the Rebbe went on to say that the honoring of Yeraf Nissen is not the person, it's the seat he fills, which is the Tnu of Chabad and Labavitch, which was also pretty extraordinary that the Rebbe should say this so publicly. But that clearly tells you that Nissen is not just a private thing, even though it is the Rebbe's personal birthday and all that comes with it, but it's also... We honor it. We didn't, we, we, for many years, Chassidim didn't even know when Ralph Nissen was the Rebbe's birthday. Even when Hayyem Yem came out, and you see Ralph Nissen talks about a birthday, people didn't know it was the Rebbe's birthday. But later it became apparent, obviously, and then over the years it became something that every year was celebrated, even though in the first 20 years, till Tavshin Lamad Aleph, more or less, besides the, the decade, Tavshin Yud Debeis, the Rebbe said, Amaymer Adnes Vasei Tiftach, Tavshin Chalbeis, there was a Fabrengen, and the Rebbe turned 60. But until the Shashivim, beginning of Shashivim, it wasn't, uh, the Rebbe did not say a Maimon and did not fabreng every year, you know. This, so clearly everything in its time. So I'm only saying it in a way just to say that even though I could talk about Ralph Nissen alone, I will just, I, I will do it through the Chassidus we're learning because as I said, that's the best tribute of all. And um, I am sure that if we had asked the Rebbe, he would say definitely talk about the things you're regularly talking and you can add the emphasis, I'm adding the Ural of Nissen emphasis. Actually, tonight I'm going to be speaking in Manhattan. There's a big event, all the Chabad houses in the Parky Synagogue, like 100, 150 Chabad houses from New York. They're creating a big event there. Uh, 7.30 tonight, I think it'll also be streamed live, just mentioning it. Okay, so with that said, um, we are, as I said last week, we spoke, just as I said before, we spoke about Chochmah, as it comes from Kesser. And to repeat, I'm always emphasizing here not just what Bina is and Chachma's Bina's relationship, but also why is it negated? Because it's not just to know these building blocks of Seydish Talshlis, which is also good to know, because it's the Ebrishtah's Seydish Talshlis. It's Das Alekeavich, who goes into the mitzvah of knowing Yedias Alekus. But there's something more here. The, knowing these levels helps us understand, first of all, how the Ebishter created, and even more importantly, how we can reconnect, because each of these levels is essentially a mamutza, a way for us to relate to, because we find Bina within ourselves, we find Chochmah within ourselves, we find Keser within ourselves, we created B'Tzalem Elikim, all the different expressions. So when we find within ourselves, we can then say, okay, now how do I align it and, and, and connect it to the Ebrishtah's Chachma, the Ebrishtah's Bina, and so on. So this is critical. And, and, and finally, the point why each level is necessary. In, uh, the Ebrishtah wanted us to understand that's like Leipoches Yeser. It's like the guy that built a great, uh, an architect, a very sophisticated, complex architect, built a very complex building. And no one fully understood all the reasons for every room. So some, some tipshim, some fools came and they said, you know what, this room we could take down, we could take down this wall. And later when the architect came and saw what they did, he said, what are you doing? You destroyed my whole, my whole uh, structure here. And they didn't understand the logic, but every bill, every room, it was leipachas v'leyeser. It was exactly how much was necessary, not leyeser v'leysigru. The fact that we don't always understand doesn't mean that it does, there's an achesmet. 
So it's also vital to, to discuss when we talk about Ishtalshlis, why is Mukhr, what's the 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 hechrich, the tzrichaseh beloshen hanigla for each of these levels, how that plays a role in the whole picture. So I've been doing that as well through all the, the levels we discussed. So so let's go now from chachma to bina. So just briefly, keser to chachma we call going from superconscious state of helam and different levels of helam. We spoke about two levels, going into the first state of consciousness. What consciousness simply means, using a word, in a psychological word, but it's a word that works very well here because it means you're aware of it. Chochmah may be just a spark, but you're aware of it. Whereas Kesser, you're not aware of. You only can extrapolate and say, since a spark came from somewhere, I know it came from somewhere. So it's more like Yediyas Ashlila, like we've discussed. But you can't say you directly can see Kesser. You just see it. Like if you see water comes out of a pipe, you know there must be water somewhere in the pipe coming from somewhere. But Chachm is already Goli. And Goli is a big word, but it's also Lefierach. It's since it's still a spark, like we spoke about, it's a Yud. It's only a Nekuda. Like, for example, how many Nekudas of Chachm fall into your head? How many, how many ideas, concepts fall into your head in a day? You'll never know. Because most of them are so fleeting, are so quick, they come and go, and you don't even remember that there was an idea. There are times you remember I had something and I can't remember what it was. And the fewest ones are the ones that you do remember what they were. That's why it's so vital to write it down. You know, when you think about something, it's right to write down the kudus, because later you may not remember. Because chachm is so, uh, it's like a flash of lightning. And a flash of lightning comes and goes. Because it's coming, we spoke about ma'ayin temotza, chachm ma'ayin temotza, it's coming from a state of ayin. So when from the ayin comes out one little spark, the spark can disappear quickly too. And indeed, no one really knows. Some people say there are millions of ideas that come into our head every day. And we just don't, most of them just, just disappear as fast as they came. And, um, and uh, so, so we see from that that it's true that Chachm is the beginning of consciousness, the beginning of a gili, but it's just the beginning, it's just a spark. So that immediately tells you, so what happens next? If it stays in Chachm, two things. Firstly, it can disappear, like I just said. Secondly, even if it doesn't disappear, it's definitely not a full-blown idea. Because all it is is a nekuda. And that's what we see, and I'm going to use Mepsari Achzalikah from simple human experience, not even, before we go to back to the Ruchnias in El Misalyenim and Natsilas and the Sfiris, simple, that Bina plays the role of expanding upon, and this is some of the most common ideas that everyone learned, it expands, fleshes out, and develops the Nekudah of Chachm. That's essentially how Bina is explained. So sometimes the Nekudah of Chachm is compared to a Mayon, like a spring of water, Mayim Chaim, which just comes out tipping, tipping, drops, but the drops are very intense. And Bina is compared to the Chavis Hanor of Bina. What does the Chavis Hanor mean? Like the expanse of a river. A river is not drops. A river is a wide river. It can be wider, it can be narrower, but it's no longer just a drop. Now, every river can be traced to a source. If you go to a river, a river does not create its own water. It's not a Mayan. That's why a Nod, a Piyalocha, is not Mayan Chaim. Unless it's a connected, and it it's all the different Tanoim for something to be Mayan Chaim. But a river does not have its own, it's not its own source. It's true, rain can make it wider, can make it expand can make it swell and, and, uh, and even 
a flood, a flood a, a, a go over its banks, but the river will always have a place where it begins. And, all, and ultimately, all Nahoris go back to Mayonis. So if Chochmah is like the Mayan, Bina is like the Nahar, and that's the difference between Chochmah and Bina on a very basic level. It expands, and the necessity for it is very clear. Without it, we can never really understand something. So that's why, basically, when you say Bina, I mean, everybody struggles to translate these words into English. Sometimes the most common you find, which, isn't, which was used more back when, today people try to use other terms, that Chochmah is wisdom and Bina is, on, is uh, comprehension. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Das is knowledge. I don't know if these are accurate translations. I think the early, uh, the first translations of Tanya do translate like that. I don't remember right now. But there have been new translations. Some people take Chochmah as concept or conception and Bina as um, comprehension um, uh, rather than understanding. But However, these are English words. You can use as many words as you need when you need to translate something. There's no perfect English word that's going to capture Bina. The fact is Bina has many angles to it, so just as Chochmah does, so maybe you need different English words for different times. That's just some Ha'ara Ba'alma regarding translations. So often when I teach, I'll always use several words, and when people say, what's the exact answer? There is no exact. It's a Hebrew word. And no Hebrew word can, can be exactly translated to English. Just like try translating bitl. How do you translate bitl? If you're talking about bitl chametz, it's very different than bitl v'metzius and bitl ayesh. You know, you could say bitl is nullification, you could say bitl is annihilation even. It can be mevatl, or something, in a very negative way. But bitl also, we know, is a beautiful concept. Bitl can be humility, it can be modesty. It can be, uh, I like to use often suspension of self in order to absorb something greater than yourself. I saw recently, I think I mentioned this maybe in Sefer Mamorim Yiddish. I'm just mentioning again as an aside because I just saw it. In Sefer Mamorim Yiddish, the Friedrich Rebbe teaches Bittl Ibigigebenkeit, which I never saw anywhere. Ibigigebenkeit, which means essentially devotion, dedication, commitment. And he says, Bittl is the craft from Ibigigebenkeit, the art essentially, the art of dedication, which is, if you think about it, I mean, in the Rebbe, maybe to translate it like that, none of us would do it, but the Fidika Rebbe clearly translates Bittl like that. So, same thing with all the other words, just saying in general, so don't be afraid if you have to explain something to someone, use as many words as you need to get the point across. It's not, there's no way you have to be married to one word, the key is that the, the, the macabre or yourself even should understand what you're talking about. Words mean nothing if no one understands what you mean by it. So going back to Bina, so Bina in that sense is essentially expansion. And that's why it's compared to the hay. If Chochm is like the Yud of Yud Kevavke, Bina is a hay. You see right away, Yud doesn't have any expansion. Yes, there's a Kreitz Yud, the top Kreitz, the lower Kreitz we spoke about, but it's all ultimately still in the Kudah. It's the hay that is expansive. A hay has Rechiv and Eirech. Whereas the Chassidus says, Yud only is in the Kudah. There's no Eirech and there's no Rechiv. There's no length and there's no width. There's no emek either, the third dimension. But when it comes to Bina, there's erech and rechev and emek as well. So the Mitla Rebbe, and if you've ever learned Shari Yichud, I saw some people learning it here, um, Shari Yichud, where he explains this, he goes through Shari Dishtalshlus and the Sviris. So he does explain right in the beginning, erech, rechev, and emek, when he talks about his bonanus, that it's not just enough to have his bonanus clawless, 
when you contemplate on godliness, and I'm translating his bonus as contemplation, and hasoge or binan hasoge, I would translate in this context as comprehension. So he says, when you contemplate, let's say it's bonus before davening or during davening, <clears throat> so he says it's not just enough to have a general bonus to say there's an Ebrister in the world and that we have to be bottled to the Ebrister and Kabbalah sale. He says, any good is true bonus that's going to last needs a bonus in Protin. That's what he makes it very clear. Details. It's like everything. They say God is in the details. If you don't have details, you don't have what to really hold on to. To just say, I'm going to be, for example, if you make Achlot Teva, you say, you know, if this is coming, I'm going to be a better person. If you don't translate what that means, you're not going to do anything. What does it mean to be a better person? You're going to say thank you to someone. You're going to be nicer to your wife. You're going to be nicer to strangers. If you don't spell it out in details, it generally remains a, an abstract hachlota that doesn't, usually is not fulfilled. Because details is everything. So you have to spell it out. And the same thing in anything, in work. When someone says, okay, I'm going to do my work better, you want to have details. Tell me how you're going to do your work better this week that you didn't do last week. And if you don't go to details, it usually means that it's, it's a very general hachlote, and, and like it's more chachme than bina. Just to elaborate more why bina is so necessary. Because bina is details. It has to come down to details. And if you don't have the details, you don't have a real full entity. So for example, you want to build a house. This is a marshal from Chassidus. You have to have the kudus hachachme, because you have to have a spark of an idea, a concentrated point, that gives you like the vision, the whole idea, the whole structure of the house is all concentrated in that vision. But that's not enough. You then have to go to somebody, and usually the same person who has Chochmah is not so good at Bina. And they say, okay, tell me your vision, and they will create a document. This is called a business plan, or in a case of architecture, a blueprint, a detailed document. How many rooms, how, how, what size each room will be, what's the purpose of each room, so you'll say, one second, Chochmah doesn't have all those details. Because Chochmah is, the, is, I want a home, let's say a home for a family of 10 children, and I want it to be my primary home and a place where I could have all kinds of things. That's the vision. But then you have to break it down. In order to have a home like the one you want, here's the details that you want. Sometimes the language of Chassidus, and we discussed this uh, before the Tzimtzum even, you also have a Chochmah Bina, even though there it's all conceptual, not Metzius yet, where the wants, I'm not going to call that chachma because it's nesava. But in Indian, once that comes into a concept, what does it mean, tachtenim? How many, what does tachtenim entail? You don't yet have the expression, atzilas b'riyetzirasiyah, ten sfiris, demim semeya chaymedaber, all the multitude of creatures. Look how many species there are. How many details? Morabu masach Hashem, morgadlu masach Hashem. How many things are in the rest of this world? So somewhere, there has to be a level where the Ebrister, the Chassidus, the language that Chassidus brings from the Migdash Melech, is Shir Atzmei B'Keach, where it says, B'Resh um, Humanisa Demalko, Golev Galifa B'Tihri and he says that Shir Atzmei B'Keach, that the Ebrister envisioned specific details, what kind of world he wants. So it's like an artist says, I want to create art. That's beautiful. But then the next question is, what kind of art are you going to create? You're going to create a, a landscape, a portrait, uh, a picture of a human being. I mean, what, what exactly are you going to create? And in that, there are many, many details. So Chochmah and Bina are similar to that. Chochmah being the Nekud Klolis, Bina being the fleshing it out, but also now specific Protim. And Protim, Protim. And the more details you have, the better the Bina will be. 
And that's what that's why you see that's why you see that a good plan and or a bad plan, someone comes to you with a business plan or some other plan and something is missing, so a, a mumcha, an expert, will say, No, you, you don't have a plan for this detail. That that means you're missing something. So generally speaking, bina type of people, mevinim, which is bina, are different than chachamim. A chacham is great at concepts. Many companies, for example, have two individuals. One comes up with great ideas, but they're not good at fleshing it out. And there are other people that cannot come up with an idea to save their life. But if you give them an idea, they can break it down in beautiful detail. That's what their role is. What did you want to ask? Chochm is an idea, period. One new idea. And then, being a... Well, I wouldn't call it ideas. There's a, a lot of pratim in the chachm. Why do you call it ideas? I gave you an example. You want to build a house. That's chachm. Bina is the details. Yes, there could be many options. So what? Every room. So you could have many ideas. So, so that's part of bina. Bina is all the ideas. And you come back to someone and say, I have ten ways how to build this room. That's all part of bina. No, because Chochmah already established you want a house. You don't need that anymore. Chochmah decided. If Bina comes and says, I don't want a house, I want a, an airplane, that's a different Chochmah. Every Bina follows a Chochmah, or else Bina must follow, like a river must follow the source. So Chochmah is the concept, and Bina breaks it down. But Bina has to break down what the Chochmah conceived. It can't create new ideas, because then it's not Chochmah. If you want to build a house, and someone says, I don't want a house, I want an airplane, then it's a different chokhmah. But in the house, there's many options. That's exactly what bina is. Bina is every possible detail and every possible option. You never see people, for example, come back, someone says, here's a concept, and they come back with five different options. And then you choose. That's all part of the bina process. But it all follows a nakuda that comes from somewhere. Is Bina using Chachma? Of course it's using. That's where it's getting its um, energy from. Okay, so now, um, with that said, so there's a concept in Chassidus, you may see in a few Mamorim, there's an expression that Chachma, Bina needs Chachma, and Chachma needs Bina. The expression is, They're like two friends that are inseparable. That's the expression in Zayar on Chachma and Bina. Why? Because as I said, Chachman without a Bina is not going to go very far. It's like a pure Nekuda, and that's that. Bina without Chachman can go off the reservation. There's a language in Chassidus, it's a rare expression, but in Chassidus brings it in a number of places, that Bina without Chachman you can go B'derech HaKlosin. It's a word, which means a crooked way. Because you see this very often, this happens, there's a nukuda chachme, you have an idea. And then you start breaking it down into details. And then suddenly you realize, someone says, one second, how, are these details aligned and connected with the chachme? And someone will say, what was the chachme again? I forgot the idea in the first place. This happens very often. People are not experienced in planning, in brainstorming. This happens all the time. Which is why those that are experienced know that as soon as you have an idea, you have to write it down. Because it's very easy to lose sight of the point of destination. Is think of it like, you know, you go into the woods. 
and you know where you came from, and then you get into the woods deeper and deeper, at some point, you're lost. And if you didn't trace your steps back, you can be lost in the woods of Bina and have completely lose sight of Chachm altogether. That's why you have many times plans that are made, and then the person who came up with the Chachm comes back and says, one second, this plan has nothing to do with the original idea, or it may have something to do with it, but it's gone very far from what was really first stated. So Chachmah really is like, you can almost call it the reality check. It would keep Bina honest. Because once you start pulling in Bina, you can really go very, very far off. Now you see this in the Gemara. That's why when you're taught properly Gemara, Mishnah and Gemara, you always follow the Mishnah. Even when you're deep in the Gemara, you always want to go back and know what Gemara, what piece in the Mishnah are you, are you now elaborating on. Because if you don't have that, you can go off in a pulpit. Now, sometimes even in Tanoim and Amaroim argue about things, and someone will say, one second, how did we get here? It wasn't even the original idea. And they'll say, the whole Svari you're giving now is not Masim with what the original idea that we heard from the Mishnah, from the Tanoim. And the truth is, Tere Shabbat Peh, Legabe Tere Shabbat is the same story. Every Tere Shabbat Peh has to be Musim on the Posuk. If someone just comes up with a svara and someone says, what's the raya? And he doesn't have a pasuk to back it up. Or he distorted the pasuk. He read the pasuk the wrong way. It's the same issue. So that's why you'll find sometimes Tere Shebiksav and Tere Shebapez compared to Chochman Bina. Sometimes you even find that Mishnah and Gemara is compared to Chochman Bina. Now it's not a stira, it's just a matter of a fiera. Everything is a fiera. So everything needs to be grounded. And Chochman really keeps that thing that the Nekudus HaEmes which I said last week, if you remember from Perik Lamed Hey and Tanya, remember Chochmah preserves the emes of the idea and connects to Keser. So it's closer to the Mokr and therefore closer to the truth. So I want to elaborate now on that. Chochmah, the mile of Chochmah is, as I said, is closer to the integrity of the original point. Bin, however, is closer to you, the Makabal, the Talmud, because you understand that it's broken down in details. And these two have to be constantly connected with each other, or else there can be a disconnect, and that's where problems become. And the key is to always keep them connected. So that's why sometimes it says that Chochm is Ayin, and Bin is Yesh. Now, the Yesh is misunderstood by some as thinking Yesh means like a Yesh ego, or Yesh when we say Yesh Vedover Nifrid Bifneatzme. That's not the point. Compared to Chochmah, it's a yesh because Bina, by definition, is substance. It's not just an akud, it's not just a point, it's elaboration. Elaboration, by definition, is substance. There's details, and many details, and it could go down to, to, to details that are a goal for forever. You know, in a, in a good, for example, I mentioned business plan, you'll always see there's the beginning of a business plan starts with an executive summary. Executive summary is, is usually a half a page or a full page, but never more. That sums up sometimes a document that goes for 300 pages or 100 pages or 50 pages, whatever. Why do you need that? Because that gives the person the picture of what is going to be, the, the, of, of what's going to come afterwards. On the other hand, if the person wants more details, they, they read on. And you need both all the time. So, in that sense, being is the yesh, because that needs to be kept in check by the ayin of Chachmah. And that's why the expression I used last week was. That Binim says, Ich verstehe, I understand. And Chachmah says that Inyan is verstandig. 
the idea is understood. Or in Chachma you'll say that Inyan nem the mensch. And in Bina you'll say the mensch nem the minion. In Chachma the Inyan is the Ikah, the truth of the idea, and that lifts you up, the person who's learning it. Bina is the other way around. I'm here first, and now I'm understanding this idea. Now each has a mile over the other. One is more premium, Bina is more you, connected to you. But on the other hand, it's not so pure and pristine and as, as the Nukudus HaChochmeh, which is the emiss of the Indian itself. Now that alone tells you already their role in Seder Shtaushlis. Because Chochmeh really represents more the Elikus, the emiss of Elikus in the Indian. And Bina is more, how do I understand it? How do I relate to it? How do I personalize it? The Alter Rebbe, for example, writes in the Sharblat of Tanya that Sefer Zeh Tanya is right, is Miyusid, in Meluka, in Pisofrim, in Pisofrim, and it says, Miyusid, Apostle, Kikorov, Lechadov, Meid, Levayer, Hetev, Echu, Korov, Meid, Delcharuchu, Ktsorob, Ezus, Hashem, Isbarach. In one line, two lines, he captures the whole theme of, of uh, Tanya. Now, in many ways, that's in the Kudde Chachma, because if you just read that line, you still don't know how. He says, Echul Karov made. So now you go through Nun Gumil Prokim, 53 chapters, where he flushes it out in detail. And when you get into the details, very many people learn and say, and, 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 and sometimes forget that every line in Tanya is coming to explain Karov So there are places the Alter Rebbe says it befetish, like in the beginning of Perik Zion, or the beginning of Perik Lamed Hey, where he talks about the word Lasese, or what means Karov, Ma'id. Etc. And Narucha Ktsara, but their Gansa Prokim, you learn Pedic, for example, Bayes or Gimel or Dalit or Hay, doesn't even mention Karavelach Adovimate. Because he's expecting that the Talmud, whoever's learning Tanya, always keeps in mind, like I said with Mishan and Gemara, that all this is part of explaining Karavelach. However, some chapters like Hagdomis are, are, are introductions or they're more. Details, and then he comes back and says, and now we'll understand how it's called a velacha. And this is, this, is, this is a perfect example. You can get lost in the Pratim Tanya and forget the punchline. Forget that it's all about Kodav Velecha Adova Meid. Just to use one example. So, but being is critical because without it, you don't understand it. And it's not yours. You don't own it. If a, if a Rav would give to his Talmud only Chachmeh, the Talmud would not have enough atheists and words and, and explains, explanations. So everything is included in Bina. The Pratim, Misholim, Biurim, Hezbeirim, Pilpulim, questions, answers, that's all part of the Bina process. All starting from the Nakud of Chachma. Indeed, there are times we even say in Chassidus that Chachma could be so bahavshata that actually you can go different directions in Bina like you just pointed out before. That's why, for example, Beishamah and Beishillel, Shamay and Hillel, they both heard the same tater from Shmaya Vavtalian, and Shammai took it from Shel Gvura and Chumra, and Hillel took it from Shel Chesed and Kula. And the question is, how is it possible? Which, what did Shmaya Vavtalian say? Did they say this way, or they say this way? How could one come away with saying it's Osir, and Hillel saying it's Mutter? Ask the teacher. The answer is because Shmaya Vavtanya spoke in a way that was much more like a Nukudus HaChochme. It's one of the explanations. So it could go both directions. It's just a Nukud. And when you break it down in detail, Shammai, who came from Gvura, saw the Gvura within it, and Hillel saw the Chesed within it. Just to give an example, even though there it's already Midas, 
but this Chesed and Gvur also in Moichin, which we're not going to talk about right now. We're not we're just covering Chachma and Bina. Now, one more thing I want to add to this is, you've heard the expression, Chacham Bebina Vahovein Bechachma. So in addition to the fact that Chachma and Bina are Trey Reyin, and like two f- inseparable friends, they can't be separated, they both need each other, there's another aspect. There's Iskalulus. There's Bina within Chachma, and there's Chachma within Bina. It's a little more dark as dick. So Chassidus explains, and there's different ways this is explained. In Ranat, there's actually a Pedic, uh, I forgot which Pedic it is, in Cholzu. And the Rebbe actually has footnotes in it, because Hoven V'chochme, Chochme Bina, or Chochme Bina, Hoven V'chochme is understood in different ways. Sometimes the Ketzei Shal Yud, the lower Ketz of, of the Yud, is called the Hoven, the Bina within Chochme. Because Chachma is already beginning to so-called turn to Bina. So like think of Chacham, Chacham, and Chacham Bina, where the te- Chacham is like the teacher and Bina is like the student. So when Chachma turns to the student, as opposed to Chachma turning to his teacher, Chachma's teacher is Keser, so Chachma is already beginning to have a Bina within it. And this is discussion, especially in Ayin Beis, at the end of volume two, where he talks about the, the meaning behind it. Because at the end of the day, everything will be scalable. So even though it's probably hard to identify in a kudus ha-chachma bina in it, but the way, best way to identify would be that the chachma within chachma is the very nekudus ha-emes shabizah. So someone's what they call sometimes hanoches sichlis, or riyas ha-chachma, you've heard. Which says that chachma is really higher than hasoge. It's not about understanding. It's about sensing the truth of something. Like almost a, I don't want to say intuition, but it's like a, it's, it's, it's a, a resonating truth. Whereas the Bina within Chacham is already Chacham becoming a Seichel. The beginning of Nakuda, like I said before, like an executive summary or an opening headline on Nakuda, that's the beginning of now we're going to explain. So Chacham is already turning into a Seichel. And the same thing in Bina. You could say there's a part of Bina which is more the Pratim and the details, but there's part of Bina that has a Chachma within it. And what's the Chachma within Bina? The Chachma within Bina is Chachma connecting to the Nukuda. In other words, not just going off into all the details, but reconnecting, like which I said before is so critical that when you go into details to always say, okay, let's reconnect it to that original Chachma. So bottom line is within Chachma there's Bina, within Bina there's Chachma, and it's all one nice, uh, supposed to be one beautiful marriage, Chachma Bina, which leads me to the next thing where you hear in Chassidus, it talks about Chachma Bina as being Abba V'ima. That's another aspect of Chachma Bina. Abba V'ima says it right away in Tanya, Pedic uh, Gimel. Chachma is compared to the father, and Bina is compared to the mother. And indeed, look, look at the difference. The father provides the tipus hazera in giving birth. It's just a tipa, like a yud, like Chachma. And the mother provides, besides the egg and the ovary, but she also provides the me'ime, the womb, which are a place of harchavah so the child can develop. The father doesn't have, provide that. So the father provides an akuda that has in it concentrated, the pitipas me'echa'av, like he says in Pedic Beis, is etza me'echa'av, has all those, but it's still nekudas ha'chochm, like he says in Pedic Beis. Whereas Bina is already coming and expanding upon it, um, there's a tanya here. I want to just look at the Lushan exactly in the tanya itself. Might as well read it, yeah. 
I want to just see the exact Lashem. Might as well read it. Thank you. So he says the Lashem paid a gimel. We'll talk about the Midas shortly. But to see if there's any more Loshan. And then he comes to Das. The Das is, is the Iskashus between Abba Ima. Yeah, Yikashu Daiti. We'll get to that. That's not going to be now. But okay. I thought there was more. Fine. So it fits very well because remember, at the end of the day, the purpose of Chachma and Bina is not just to, to conceive Chachma and understand godliness, but it's also it should give birth. And that's going to be the Midas that are born from Seichel. If you only have Chachma, you only have a father, you're not giving birth to a child. If you only have a mother, you're not going to give birth to a child. And the truth is, like he explains there in Peri Gimel, in Tanya, that you need three things. You need the father, you need the mother, and you need discussions between them, which is the Adam Yoda as Chava. You need to have intimacy. If they don't have Hoyel you're also not going to have a child. But we'll talk about that when we get to Das. But the Kavona is why it's called Abba Ve'ima, because you want to give, they want to be Meilid, give birth to the Midas. And the Midas we shall also talk about after Das, Chesed, Gura, and all the Midas, all the way through Chesed, Zah and Malchus, Chesed through Malchus. So, so that's yet another point, and it's connected, as I said, Chochman Bina to the two. Uh, just as a, it's not Der Chagav. So, you know, by the Rabbeim, we talked about Yudalf Nissen before. So by the Rabbeim, we know that the Rabbeim themselves told us that the Rabbeim correspond to the Sphiris. And you have the Baal Shem Tov and the Magid Rakeser, Atik and Arich, the Altareb is Chochme, the Mitle Rebbe Bina, Tzemach Tzadik Das, this is what the Rebbe Marash said once in the Sicha, and it was therefore understood that, uh, that the Rebbe Marash himself, for some reason they skip Chesed Gvurit Teferis, the Rebbe Marash is Netzach, the Rebbe Rashab is Hoid, the Rebbe Fridik Rebbe is Soid, Yosef, and the Rebbe we, we take up from there is Malchus. Um, why it skips Chesed Gvurit Teferis, discussion that needs to be explained, I'll talk about it another time. Like you see in the Ushpizen, you also skip Chesed Gvurit Teferis. Basically, Netzach just said, is Chesed Gvurit Teferis more in the Poyal Mamish of it? It's the Poyal Mamish of the three higher Midas. So, in this context, Alter Rebbe and the Mitle Rebbe, Chochmen Bina, so remember once, I think it was Tavshim Zion, I think it was Shabbos Pasha Vayetzei, which was corresponded to Tess and Yud Kisla then, which is the Mitle Rebbe's, uh, respectively, his birthday and, and Hilullah, and Tess, and Yud Kislev is the Chagagul of the Mitle Rebbe. So the Rebbe spoke about Barichas then, about the Chochmen Bina of the Alter Rebbe, the Mitle Rebbe. You see in the Maimorim that the Alter Rebbe is much more in the Kudis, short, especially before Peterburg, before the Alter Rebbe was arrested in Yud Kislev, the Alter Rebbe's Maimorim, some of them were very short. You see Maimorim Ktsarim, sometimes five lines, ten lines, short. Later, after Peterburg, it came longer. Besides Tanya, generally speaking, the Maimorim of the Alter Rebbe are short. When you compare it to the Mitle Rebbe, you see what that means. The Mitle Rebbe, 
can take one page of the Alter Rebbe and can turn it into ten pages. There you see the real Recheves Hanor of the Mitle Rebbe, of the Bina. And when you learn it closely, you see he doesn't, he's not Mechadish. He's Mechadish a lot of details. But the Nekudah is from the Alter Rebbe's Maimer. You see it clearly. He doesn't come and say a new Maimer. He, he starts with the Alter Rebbe's Nekudah. And you see Chachm and Bina play itself out very clearly if you ever learn these side by side. I didn't say that. I said when he's, when he's taking a mimer from the Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe puts down the Yisaitis like Mishnah and Gemara. Does the Gemara have any Chachmah that the Mishnah doesn't have? Of course it does. But it's still based on the, the, the Mishnah. The Alter Rebbe said a mimer, let's say a mimer on uh, Parshas uh, Metzeda. Right? And the Mitle Rebbe would take the same Nikud. Remember, Mitle Rebbe also said his own Maimorim. He said Maimorim that were not necessarily, they may have been based on the Alter Rebbe, but they were been a Kudus HaChochma of his own. Uh, we could ask the question the other way around. Did the Alter Rebbe have Bina? Of course he had Bina. Alter Rebbe had Chochma Bina Das, Ganz Beshlemus. I would not worry about the Alter Rebbe's Bina. But when you talk in general, in general principle, when you look at it in the structure of things, the, the, the question is, where is the emphasis? And yet we call him Kesar. It's because it's all a matter of what's the Iker and what's the main thing. So the Mitle Rebbe, the Alta Rebbe is in Kudus HaChochm. Now, as a matter of fact, we sometimes have my modem from the Alta Rebbe. Uh, we have five Hanochis of some my modem. Usually not five, but at least three. Because five, there were five main manichim of the Alter Rebbe. Uh, not all in the same time, but overall, there was the Mitle Rebbe, wrote Hanochis. I'm not talking about Mitle Rebbe's own memorim. I'm talking about when he heard the Maimur from the Alter Rebbe. Remember, the Alter Rebbe, besides Tanya and Shulchan Aruch, did not write memorim. are all Hanochis. Um, and um, I don't want to call them Hanocha built in Muge because they were written by pretty uh, high-level people. But in most cases, the Alter Rebbe wasn't even Magia then. There's a few places that Samach Tzedek writes, this is B'Ksav Yad Kotshe Shel Admud which means Alter Rebbe. But mostly it's Hanochah. So the five were, the Mitle Rebbe wrote, the Mitle Rebbe's brother, Rabbi Moshe, the Maril, the brother of the Alter Rebbe. Most Hanochahs in Tereir, and, and many Lukut Tereir are from the Maril. He was the closest to the original way the Alter Rebbe said it. The fourth uh, maniach is uh, Pinchas Rezes. That's why you have in Maimori Admurazok and you have a sefer called Hanochas Harap. Harap is Rapinchas. So Rapinchas, the famous story, Rapinchas sometimes the Alter Rebbe would roll on the floor and Rapinchas would bend down to listen. There's actually a mimer we know and you see dad, dad, dad because he didn't hear all the words the Alter Rebbe was saying when he was rolling on the floor. So you actually see that. And the fifth was the Tzamech Tzedek when he came of age, which means the later years. Like for Tzimach Tzedek, I don't think we have anything before Tov Kuf Samach uh, Hey, uh, maybe I don't, I don't know what year, because Tzimach Tzedek was born in Tov Kuf Mem Tes, so when he was very young. Obviously, he didn't write Hanochas, but but he started writing pretty young. So actually, I've done a lot of research on this. Sometimes you see the same Maimer, you see five different versions. Now, there's no real differences in Etzem Hatechen, but there's big differences in the way it's presented. Rabbi Moshe would organize it very much in a Seichel Dika way. Rabbi Mariel is very close to the original. The Mitle Rebbe is more Bar Chove. And it's interesting, the Mitle Rebbe himself, when he makes Hanoch of the Alter Rebbe, it's, more, it's longer than the others, 
But it's still not the same as when the Mitle Rebbe says that same Maimon on his own. Then it becomes very much Bar Like if you go to Teres Chaim, Mitle Rebbe, the Maimon from, from Teres Eir can sometimes be 50 pages in Teres Chaim and Teres Eir could be three pages. Whereas the Hanoche is usually a little longer. It's just a, it's good to look at. The Tzemach Tzedek actually writes very openly and very bluntly, frankly, and it's printed in Eir Atere. Many times he writes, this is what my father-in-law wrote, meaning the Mitle Rebbe, but it's not Mechuven, the Teichen the, the, the is there, but the words are not Mechuven, and he sometimes very harshly criticizes the Hanoch of the Mitle Rebbe, because the Tzemach Tzedek clearly saw that the Bina of the Mitle Rebbe sometimes took it off the Nekudah. Now, this doesn't mean the Mitle Rebbe is wrong, Chaz Shalom. It just meant that Tzemach Tzedek was very um, meticulous to be very accurate to the original. It just goes, gives you a good study in Chachman Bina. So just as an aside, when we prepared that Sikha, I remember the Sikha from Vayetze Mem Zayin. I talked about Chachman Bina. So we used, the Rebbe used the Lushan, Trey Reyn, the Lemis Parsha. That this is the Alter Rebbe and the Mitle Rebbe. You can't really have one without the other. The Mitle Rebbe adds the Bina Shabizah. The Alter Rebbe, of course, is the Nekudah Shachach. But for some reason, when I wrote it, I was mighty the whole Lushan Hazair. I just thought it would bring, the Rebbe often wanted us to mighty the whole Lushan. And the Lushan is, Trey Rein Lemis Pashin, the Kol Chad, Leiskaima Beli Chavrita, or something like that. Each one cannot exist without the other. When the Rebbe was Magiyat, he circled that line. And said, Chazrus Sholem Leimekin, or something like that, like Pefedish Leia Martize, something like that. I don't remember the exact Russian. In other words, Techachma Bina Vatsilis, the Zayr has no problem saying one can't exist without the other. By the Rabbeim, the Rebbe doesn't want to go that far. And just let's say that, they, that they, they're, not sep- they're inseparable, but to say one can't exist without the other is going too far. I just found that very interesting that the Rabbeim are considered even higher than Chachma Bina Vatsilis in that way. Because if you could say Chachman bin Vatsilis, one, can ex- one can't exist without the other, why can't you say it on the Rabbein? But clearly you can't. So just as an aside, they never crossed that out. And, um, you know, sometimes we, we were Mechaben, sometimes we weren't. And that was one of the times we weren't. So just sharing that. So that gives a little more, uh, a little more substance to the Chachman bin. Now going back, I want to just say a few more words about Alf Nissen since it's coming already late. Look, you know, everyone's talking about these 120 years, celebrations, tanks, events, programs, and so on and so forth. You know, at the end of the day, you're all B'nai Teda here. You're in a Kailal, Rebbe's a which you're learning Teda, both Nigla, Chsidis. At the end of the day, any, any, the Evan Abeichen of a day like Ralph Nissen is the Maisebepeil. It's not what they say, like, after the honeymoon, after the hangover. It's very easy to get inspired on that day, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of beautiful fabrengens and so on. But the question is, you'd beznis, and you'd gimelnis, and you'd dalnis, and then comes Pesach, and, and the rest of the year. And that's where things, you know, the, the, the party is over, they say this is over. So the challenge that we have is, how do you really do something different that is sustainable? That has always been the million-dollar question. I'm not going to tell you I have a magic answer, because if I did, maybe we'd have Mashiach here already. I don't think there is a magic answer. But you have to ask yourself that question, because Shailas Kochem Chetzit If you don't ask that question, you're definitely not going to get anywhere. So it comes down to, like, what achlota can we make, each of us, in a way that, not just for the Rebbe right now, for this birthday, but that will last. Not just last a year, forever. That's really what it comes down to. 
So each of us has to be misbeinen. You're standing right now in front of the Rebbe. And it's his birthday. We all know the Rebbe was not interested in birthday gifts. He doesn't want a cake, and you don't need to bring him. As a matter of fact, the Rebbe gave out gifts on your office. He gave out tanyas, dollars. It wasn't, even though people did bring him things. But whenever we brought anything to the Rebbe, it was always tater. I remember in Tovshimem Beis, when the Rebbe turned Shemayn Yimshana. So, long before Yeraf Nissen, Hanukkah time, which is uncharacteristic for Chabad, I decided to write to the Rebbe Hatzah for Yeraf Nissen. It's pretty long, you know, Tevis to Nissen is a long time. Uh, maybe even before Hanukkah. Maybe in Cheshvah. So I thought, you know, wait, with time, maybe you can do something nice. So I came up with an idea. It would print a cave. It's of all the Rebbe's Maimonim and Yeraf Nissen. By then, in, in Tavshim and Beis, there were around 20, 30 Maimonim from, I said, Yud Beis, Chav Beis, Lamed Aleph, Lamed Beis, Lamed Gimel, all the way to Mem Beis. The Rebbe wrote back to me, Ein hazman There's no time for me to be Magiyat. Suggest something that doesn't need my Hagor. Now, that was a very big uh, Kiruv. The Rebbe's writing, you know, he could have just said, there's no time to end, that's it. The Rebbe actually said, be matziah something. He wanted us to be matziah something. That would not require, in other words, labor-intensive work from the Rebbe's part. So you can imagine, I went for such a research, I asked, I called everybody in the world that I could reach, every chassid, every mashpia that I knew, and I said, the Rebbe said, yatziu, what do you suggest? I decided to be true, true, you know, I don't want to just come up with an idea, let me get from everybody ideas. So I got all kinds of ideas here and there, you know. It was interesting. Most people didn't have any really good ideas, to be honest. Um, so, uh, but, but, you know, but it was a challenge that Rebbe wrote that. And I knew I wanted to answer to the Rebbe, like, within a week or a few days. I didn't want to wait. Anyway, what we came up with a consensus that I got from two, uh, two different ideas that most people uh, felt that was the best thing to do. One was a Kavitz Tater, to collect together everything on Shemenim Shana, including the capital Pe'alef, Tzemach Tzedek B'yurim on Pe'alef, you know, the Rebbe had Yal Eid, he would always carry when he went to Shul with Tehillim, Yirim Al-Pichsidis, we have found things from the Rebbe's father on Pe' and Pe'alef, Shemenim, Shemenim Shana, and a few other things, that would be one part of it, and the second was a Kavitz, uh, that was called, uh, what do we call it, Shad HaTeda, and the second would be Shad HaMaisa, would basically collect Articles and pictures of everything that Rebbe's pu'ulas from the last, um, I guess from the beginning of the Nesias, from Tavshin Yud till Tavshin Membeis. And, uh, you know, not everything, not to, but just like, you know, Mifzoyim, Chabad houses, and stuff like that. So you'd have like both Teda and Maisa. Seemed like a good way to honor and celebrate your office. The Rebbe answered, sent me out a settle very quickly, and, I, and wrote, Ach um, verak kevitz teroni. Only tere doesn't want to have any of the other. Didn't want to have albums and pictures and PR, even though it's the Rebbe's pulis. Well, you know, we weren't going to put in chitzenis dika things. We're going to be no ach verak kevitz teroni. That's what the Rebbe wrote. And not only that, he actually took the ideas we had and added four or five things. Like you know, he made a whole say that what the kevitz should look like. So I wrote six, seven things that I wrote, I wrote eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I don't remember the details. I, I gave out the Xavier recently. It's around. You can see it. Then the Rebbe went 
And at the bottom of the tzatlu of my tzatlu, the Rebbe wrote, V'eid v'iker l'heitzu l'eir madura chadosha of Tanya. To give out a new madura of Tanya. And the Rebbe Mamish wrote maybe 20, 20 lines. Every detail. This is when the Rebbe wrote that they should be printed in the back of the Tanya, the sharblots of all previous editions. Now we had no idea why the Rebbe wanted that. And he wrote even two bendlach, that that's why some of the Tanyas have two of these. Rebbe wrote two. He wrote what color the sefer should be. Mamish, like a publisher, detailed details. Meredik, unbelievable description. Now later we would find out that would be the Tanya that Rebbe gave out, Yeralaf Nissen, Tofshin, Membez, all night, till seven o'clock in the morning. That was the Tanya. So you see here how the Rebbe said, Yatsiyu, and we were Matsiya. The Rebbe accepted Paradatsa, and we did publish it. It's called Kevitz Yeralaf Nissen. They, they, since then, every year it's published another Kavitz like that. And then the Rebbe added his own idea, and which was uh, very interesting how the Rebbe worked. Why am I saying it? Because I think they have a real dugmachaya of how to prepare for your office. There has to be something from Teda that each of us has to do. Either decide you're going to learn something from the Rebbe on an ongoing basis. Um, and then the Tanya part, that I'm not sure how to translate. You know, we're not going to go print Tanyas right now. I mean, you can print Tanya anywhere in the world. The Rebbe did start that Mifza right after that. Started printing Tanya in all the cities right after Membez. I think it was the Memdala the Rebbe did that. But the point I wanted to make was the Teda part. That at the end of the day, the Rebbe wants Panimius from us. Not just Chetzenius. It's nice, all the Chetzenius things. Panimius means the more you connect, like he says in Tanya, Peter K, a Yichud Nifla, that when you learn what the Rebbe learns and you understand the world the way the Rebbe understands the world, and you look at the world with the eyes of the Rebbe, there's no greater way to honor your Nissen. Because that's panimius, that changes you. Now, you've already been educated in this world, so that's where you come from. But you have to make a much stronger effort to do so. Because at the end of the day, the Rebbe gave us a gift. The gift is he looks at the world with guuladika eyes. Do we see it that way? I would say most of us, not necessarily. So to me, that would be one of the suggestions. Kimuvan Upashad, I'm just making a suggestion. There are many ideas and many things. But the main thing, it has to be sustainable. It has to be something that changes your life forever. And if it does that, then it's a real honoring of the Rebbe's 120 years. So everyone should have a great Yeralaf uh, Nisan, all the right hachlotas. And I think this is it before Pesach, right? Kosher Felech and Pesach. And hopefully we'll come back, we'll be new people. You know, I'll just conclude that Rebbe once told somebody he went to the airport and the flight was canceled. So it says, Rabbi Yehuda Chosid says, once you go somewhere, you don't come back. You stay, you know, you don't. Uh, so he wrote to the, he called up the Maskiris and said to the Rebbe, Rebbe said, he should learn a Pedic Tanya. So it'll be like Adam Chodosh, and then he can come back. So it's not the same person. So we should all be like Adoshim Chadoshim after Ralph Nissen and Pesach. And it's a good, a good. Everyone be well. Thank you. Thank you for indulging me a few extra minutes.